We have sung about it. We have acknowledged it with our prayers and with the colors that are up front. Pentecost. I haven't spoken the word. I haven't said it that precisely. But today, if you've been counting, is 50 days after Easter. 50 days after Easter then and today, the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Wind, and with it, something that looked like flames that rested on the head of a number of people. Lots of languages spoken to lots of people, a mass of people with following a mass of holy baptisms and conversions as well. Some 3,000, the book of Acts chapter 2 tells us. And amidst it all, an exciting day, a milestone, a watershed event taking us from Jesus' ministry to the birth of the Christian church. A whole new era, the era of the Holy Spirit in which you and I live today and down the road. There's a lot to take in. There is a lot to remember, a lot to celebrate. But, but having said that, I want to talk about something different. I want to talk about Jesus' statements, I am. Remember, we've heard it. I am. His identification as God, the great I am. I am who I am. And a picture of who Jesus was in terms of what he did and what he still does today. I am the door, or I am the gate, as we heard the translation this morning. In the midst of talking about I am the good shepherd, Jesus mixes his metaphor, and he identifies himself as more than just the good shepherd, but also the door, the gate. And while commentators differ on just what that word is all about, whether they say gate or door, I don't care. At this point, I don't care because what I do care about is myself and you understanding that this is all about access. Jesus, amid everything else that he is, is our access to God. He is. That's the point. And like any gate, like any door, it has a double function. On the one hand, it can keep things or people out. And on the other hand, it can open, open people or something else to something wonderful in particular. I remember my mom. <laughs> in many ways, I remember mom. And I remember a lot growing up us three boys and my sister. And I remember, I mean, four kids, eh, that's a lot going on. And we had a lot of fun. We'd run here, we'd run there. And so often, running through the door, we left it open. To which my mom would say, and sometimes holler, close the door. You're going to let the bugs in. And it still rings in my ear. Sometimes even as I close the door, a point of access, keep out 
is part of what a door does. We put signs on a gate or a door, keep out, beware of the dog, trespassers, no. Shot on sight. There's a lot of warning that a gate, a door can carry. And Jesus as the door shuts things out that would be hazardous, that would be hurtful. So in Jesus' day, who do you think he was referring to? Again, looking at commentators and those who study even more than uh, any one of us would have different opinions. But it seems to make sense to me and to many of them that Jesus was talking about keeping out those who would lead us astray. The false teachers, those even in Jesus' day, very pointedly as he did in other times, I believe he pointed to the religious leaders who were on the wrong track, who simply took Jesus, not at his word as truth, but had their own ways. And when someone was attached to Jesus, even in faith, they tried to pull him away. And Jesus said, no, keep out. And I believe he does the same today. The scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they're not around today. But there are a lot of people, there's a lot of things that would keep us from Jesus. You know, there's a lot of thoughts who would, which would lead to steal us, kill us, and destroy us, to be very pointed. Jesus, not so much talking about sheep stealing, although that could be part of it. You know what sheep stealing is? That, that's when a Christian from one congregation lures another from that group to a different congregation, or when the pastor does it, that's sheep stealing. And maybe Jesus had a bit of that in mind as taking his sheep to another sheep pen. But certainly there are other forces, even non-human forces that would lure us away. Wanting to be good, wanting simply to be happy, wanting things that are not of God. Those are the things that would pull us away from Jesus. But especially in behind all of that is the enemy. The enemy, Satan, that would use all sorts of things like these and others to pull us out of the safety of the sheep and of being with Jesus. And Jesus says, no. He closes the door to such things. Be happy, be wealthy, get rich, be successful. No, says Jesus. Be mine. Live with me. And with himself as the door, the gate, he says, keep out. Keep away from my own. These are words that are descriptive. These are words of Jesus that are a reality check. They are also, however, words of comfort for people like you and me, attached to Jesus. As he says, on his behalf and for our good, keep away from those who are mine. And he puts up also a challenge, a caution to the enemy and all those forces that 
you had better not, because I am going to keep you away. A caution, a warning. To us, he says, be careful, be alert, watch. I'm keeping the enemy away, but be careful. To us, he says, but know that I am here to protect you. And that message goes to the enemy as well. Protecting as he closes the gate and keeps the enemy away from us again and again. Sometimes we feel that. Sometimes we sense the protection. But quite frankly, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we wonder. But no matter what we feel or even uh, wonder about, it's true. Jesus is there as a door closing, keeping away such things that would hurt us, our spiritual life, to tear us away from our connection with Jesus. Jesus gives us a safe place to be as he closes the door, the gate. But he also opens the gate. Do you know the door, the gate, it swings both ways. And for us in Jesus' work, it becomes a wide open gate, a wide open door with a big welcome sign on it. Welcome to people like you and me, for those who live on the outside beyond Jesus. And he says, I'm the one. I am the door. I'm the gate. I am your access to God. Think about that. Jesus, our access to God. That's not how some of the religious leaders felt in his day. The Pharisees, you know what they thought? They said, you know, the kingdom of God, God together with us like none other time, is going to happen when all you people keep God's laws and keep them perfectly for one day. Then you'll have access to God like at no other time. We, we say, well, you know what? I'm going to try hard and Jesus come close because I'm trying hard. We look at the scales of justice and we say, we want to make sure that the, the scale is tipped toward our good things as opposed to the wrongs we do, the, the sins we commit. So that when Jesus looks, when God looks, he'll see that hopefully, and that's all we can say is hopefully, our good outweighs the evil. And that that would get us into the presence of God. A bribe, if you will, pleading with God, if for no other reason, just to plead with him to be good to us. No. No. Jesus, he's the gate. He is the door. In words that follow very shortly, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. More on that to come very soon. It's through the gate, the doorway of Jesus, that we come into the sheep pen, that is into the presence of God. And we receive what Jesus said, life. Life in all of its fullness, as one translation puts it. Life to the full, as you heard it read. And you realize, of course, everyone who is here gets life. Not just here, but throughout the world. Everybody has life. But Jesus promises life in all of its fullness. 
there's something more. And people are always scratching and searching for something more. It'll be fun and excitement and all kinds of experiences here and now. That's the full life, at least what some people would say. Getting ahead, getting a lot, recognition, influence, power, knowledge, you name it. That's what people are looking for to fulfill, fill life to the full. But there's Jesus. A very simple statement, a very simple reality. Now, some people are going to say, oh, that, that's overstated. Uh, if not misdirected, it's overhyped. It's overblown that Jesus is, in fact, the one who brings us access to God. A fairy tale. Something that you simply believe, but not really true. Yet, walk through that gate. Yet, walk through that open door of Jesus. And you will see, and so will others, what life is all about. The fullness of life that comes through him. It's beyond our description, except to say a few things. We find relief. We find protection from the enemy. We find grace. We find forgiveness. We find the benefits of God delivered to us day by day, especially when we need it the most. We get freedom with that grace. Life with Jesus is grace and freedom. Being free from the overwhelming, almost, power of the evil one. Not overwhelming anymore because of Jesus. Freedom from sin and from that ultimate separation from God. Life with Jesus is freeing in that by his spirit given, remembering Pentecost, by his spirit given, we can walk away from sin. We can defeat temptation. Jesus gives us that ability. Life with Jesus is freeing to, for us to genuinely love, genuinely love from the bottom of our hearts God, but also those who are around us, those whom we like and even those whom we don't like. Life with Jesus, that full life, is being in a position not to get caught in the traps, that life is all about me. It's all centered in me. It all begins and ends right here. And nothing else matters. We're free from that. Such a uh, distorted view of living. We are free with the fullness of Jesus' life to live a life totally connected to God. Totally connected here and now, renewed through the forgiveness of sins that you and I get daily, that you and I are reminded of and, and receive when we gather together. The words opening in a worship service, the assurance individually given in the meal we're about to celebrate in just a few moments. And we are free to lay hold of the fullness of life that is yet to come. The, the life where nothing will separate us. Nothing will get in between us. Jesus said, I will give them you eternal life. That's the fullness of life we get. I want to go one step further 
than what Jesus said, but it's connected. It's important, I believe. In a similar way, we're doorkeepers. We're not the door, but we are doorkeepers. Just like Psalm 84 said, you heard, listen again, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. A doorkeeper who gives access to Jesus, who gives the fullest access of protection and of the fullness of life God offers. Access to the God of the universe that nothing else can offer. Gatekeepers, door openers to the church of Jesus Christ. Our congregation, where people can learn and know and receive the gift of Jesus who gives that access. Jesus' words, I am, remind us of the powerful reality that he is God. And how he finishes those statements, I am, he tells us what he can do, what he's all about. I am the resurrection and the life we heard 50 days ago. And we remember each day, I am the light of the world in the midst of darkness. I am the good shepherd. And building on that, he says to you and me today, I'm the door, I'm the gate, I'm the access to God. Thank God. In Jesus, amen. And Jesus will keep you to life everlasting through the power of the Holy Spirit, whom we recognize, receive, and celebrate also this day.